Hello and welcome to Wildfire Tribe Podcast. I'm Kylie. And I'm Kylie. <laughs> no, I'm Sean. And you're Kylie. Yes, I'm Kylie. Welcome to Wildfire Tribe Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today and thank you for listening to all of our other podcasts that are also available on Spotify. And where else, Kylie? I always just say Spotify. On Apple Music and iHeartRadio and all of the podcast platforms that you can get pretty much all the way around the world. So if you're listening, obviously you know where it is anyway. But in case you're wondering, it is available in other places. Yeah, absolutely. So if you've got a friend and they don't subscribe to Spotify, they're on some other platform, just say, yeah, you can find them there, Wildfire Tribe, where we're having real conversations about mystical things. And make sure that you share this with other people. Like it, share it, comment. Go to our website, wildfiretribe.life. That is a good way to connect with us. We love having people connect with us and tell us about what's happening in their mystical experiences with God as they walk through this earth and they do life with him. We also are looking forward to actually connecting physically with people too as we travel around. So tell us where you are. We are currently away from our regular place again and we're actually inside this time as we record this podcast which is different to usual. Yeah, it is. It's really nice, actually. No wind, but there's no birds. There's no birds, but there is a dog underneath the coffee table. Yeah. So if you hear scratching around or whinging (laughs) or anything like that, it's not Kylie. He doesn't whinge. He's the cutest little dog. (laughs) Kylie scratches sometimes and so does the dog. (laughs) That's so funny. So what's today's topic, Kylie? Yeah, today we're going to explore the rainbow, which is going to be exciting. I've had a real revelation about the rainbow uh, about a month or so ago and I've just been compiling some little bits and pieces around what the Bible says about the rainbow, what it means, all the different colours and just some general thoughts about that. So yeah, we're inviting you into the mystery of the rainbow today. So a rainbow is an optical phenomenon that can occur under certain meteorological conditions. It is caused by refraction, internal reflection and dispersion of light in water droplets resulting in a continuous spectrum of light appearing in the sky. Wow. I love it. That's a lot of words. I love it. It's a multicolored arc made by light striking water droplets. So it can be a full circle. However, the observer normally un- normally sees only an arc formed by illuminated droplets above the ground and centered on a line from the sun to the observer's eye. In a primary rainbow, the arc shows red on the outer part and violet on the inner side. This rainbow is caused by light being refracted when entering a droplet of water, then reflected inside on the back of the droplet, refracted again when leaving it. In a double rainbow, a second arc is seen outside the primary arc and has the order of its colours reversed, with red on the inner side of the arc, This is caused by the light being reflected twice on the inside of the droplet before leaving it. You know, I've never actually noticed that. I'm always like so spinning out with like, oh my gosh, double rainbow. Look how amazing the double Double rainbow rainbow. is. Double rainbow. Where does it start? (laughs) Where does it end? 
quick, quick, get a photo or like, you, you know, like stop, stop the car because so often like that moment of seeing a rainbow is if you're driving in the car because that's one of those places that you're outside and you're seeing the sky. We've seen so many rainbows when we have been driving or walking, lots of rainbows. But outside, yeah. Mm. You see rainbows in detergent when you're washing up. Yeah, you do. I've seen them when you've been washing up. Uh, (laughs) Ah, That's funny. (laughs) You do see rainbow on on the outside of a detergent bubble. And the other day we celebrated a birthday for someone and it was a bubbly kind of birthday. Yes. And there was lots of bubbles and I'm sure there was rainbows appearing on those bubbles. There were so many rainbows on the bubbles and in the bubbles. It was like so much bliss. There's really a lot of bliss on the rainbow. Rainbow bubble bliss. We've also seen a rainbow ball. Remember when we saw that? How amazing was that? And that was just at one of those times, you know, like a real time of transition for us. And we were, you know, looking for signs in the skies and looking for signs just anywhere, you know, just like that we're on this great, wonderful, mystical adventure with God. And, you know, we're pressing in to understand more of the mysteries about him and about who we are. And there in the sky just becomes this rainbow ball. And we were just like, weren't we just staring at it? But it wasn't a round, like it wasn't completely round, like a a ball, like a basketball. No, like it didn't have a neat edge, but it was the balliest rainbow that I've ever seen. Yeah, I think that it's not actually called a rainbow ball. It's got a specific name, that rainbow ball that we saw. It's like a rainbow cloud. It probably has a scientific name. A rainbow cloud, is it? Oh, it was so cool though. Like I just remember and, – and I've seen rainbow angels. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, if you Google rainbow clouds, you can see all different shaped clouds in the colour of rainbows. You've seen rainbow angels. Have mm. you seen rainbow angels in the way that you've seen rainbows? Uh, I have, yes. Yeah, I've seen a rainbow angel like with my eyes open. Well, how about I don't have to drag it out of you. How about you just like <laughs> talk about it because it's a podcast where we talk about stuff. So It's just one of those amazing moments where you realise that in you're in the midst of angelic presence and it is formed up as a, as a multiple coloured being refracting. You know, how big light. was this rainbow coloured angel? Like just small. Like probably big in the in the spectrum and things because we were outside, but it was like only like I don't know as big as my hand if you all like put it up to the sky. So the rain, the angel was in the distance somewhere. Jesus yeah. is hard work. Like is the rain was the angel in front of you and it was as big as a person or was it like a hundred kilometers away and it was the size of a coin? <laughs> no, it's like the size of my hand if you put your hand up to the sky, but it was like away from me. Like I only saw it. I didn't speak to it or anything how far away from you was it i don't know approximately i don't know i don't know how to like a meter a kilometer well i i think it was outside of any kind of dimensional measurement right okay so that was a lot of work (laughs) thanks for listening to the podcast i've had it that was just too much effort (laughs) yes anyway so i was pondering all the rainbow, like off off the definition of the rainbow that you'd given previously, this is what this was my kind of revelation that I had 
So we are light and we are water. Do you agree? I don't think I have to agree. No. So you can just keep talking. No, but you don't. Yes, but... <laughs> I do believe we're made up of a large percentage of water. And so far as the light part goes, then I think I have a vague recollection that we are light beings in some way. We're certainly light workers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we are light and we are water. We are the fractal expression of the rainbow. So why has the rainbow been adopted as a universal symbol of acceptance? Because hidden within the exterior message is an inner ancient cry to be loved. So when the fragments of anything that is not aligned with our higher selves from the dimensions that are more real than the one that we currently see with our eyes, then we will become the very essence of the rainbow herself, which is water and light and pure and absolute love. I see that's where the light comes into it. So you need to have light and water Mm, to form a rainbow. Yeah. And because So what about the rainbow angel? What's going on there? Well, that was just an experience that I had. I, I Is that one of those things that's just like we just chalk up to the mysteries of God? Yeah, I we think so. We don't actually understand whether the, the, the rainbow angel was made out of water and had light shining on it, which gave it the color. Or yeah. whether it was just an angel that appeared in the sky and it just happened to have a rainbow effect and that's okay. We don't exactly. have to Exactly. I think it. at the time I understood it to be an angel more than just like a rainbow ball or a or a piece of, like a partial rainbow in the sky because at the time I was engaging in the heavenly spaces I was talking to God and I was I was desiring to have things revealed to me that were beyond my understanding at the time so therefore when that happened that was revealed to me to be an angel so I think, you know, when you're desiring in your heart to unpack the mysteries of God with him, to go on the journey where you're looking and seeking out a deeper relationship where you're connecting with your oneness in God and also your oneness with creation, then there is an expectation in that desire that you would begin to see things beyond the normal and be able to understand things that are revealed to you in in a different way. So I remember at that time that it was just one of those examples of my heart desiring to be shown more, and that was just one of the manifestations that I saw. Like that was one of the things that was revealed to me at that time. And I don't really think that there's anything more to it than that. I probably journaled something um, that was shown to me at the time. I can't specifically recall what that was, but I just remember that it was one of those moments where I was pressing in t- for things to be revealed. Does that make sense? Uh, no, not really. Genesis nine thirteen talks about the rainbow in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I've set my bow in the cloud and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. 
So the rainbow appears in the story after Noah's flood because it is God's promise to humanity that union with the divine can be attained again. The deluge represented an end to the great ignorance of man's spiritual estate in heaven, perhaps. And a promise that God would never flood the earth and wipe out civilization in that way ever again. Mm. And that's absolutely, that's what we've always understood it to be. Can I smash that paradigm for a moment with just another concept of possibility? The story of Noah and the ark is also a story about higher and lower consciousness, not a literal flood that destroyed every living creature. So how can we activate our consciousness in the higher mental plane so I was thinking about this, and I know this is like a little bit woo out there, but that's what the real conversations well, about mystical things are. I don't know are. if it's a bit too woo at all because <laughs> there's people that talk about a lot weirder stuff than us. But we <laughs> we certainly play it pretty safe at times, you know, in comparison to some of the things that we hear spoken about, including the creatures that survived in the water that weren't even on the ark. Exactly. That survived under the water. Yeah. That continued to breed and, and also carry their DNA seed line through. Uh, there's lots of people around the world talking about that kind of stuff as well. That's mm. way, way, way out there, way further than, than we're necessarily going to talk about today. But there is all sorts of things in, in the Bible. There is many, many layers to every story that's in the Bible. And that's why we need to accept that there are mysteries yet to be revealed for each of us as well. Because the more that we think that we've got things figured out, the more on the quest to find out more truth, the more we realize that we don't have things figured out. Uh, so, yeah, I guess what you're going to do is just provide us with another possibility, are you? Mm, yeah. Of what the rainbow means. Is, and is this uh, is this something that's been revealed to you personally or is this something that you've read somewhere? No, this is a little bit of research that I've done on some different um, understandings about what all of these different stories have possibly mean. Okay, take it away. Yeah, so there are two main ways we can cross the bridge of the rainbow and return. Like Noah... To the divine realm. One is the active way and the other is the passive way. So the active way involves individual pursuits like meditation, visualization, contemplative prayer, um, conceptual thinking. And the passive way involves forgetting about oneself and serving others. So this doesn't just mean giving your life up for someone else or becoming Mother Teresa. You can serve by just being and you can do this uh, with someone in a time of need or in everyday acts of kindness. So I thought that was interesting about activating that place that that the rainbow really to a lot of different cultures has represented this bridge, this, this crossing over. Like in ancient Polynesian culture, they viewed the rainbow, and I will specifically quote from W. Ellis's writings um, on Polynesian re research. He states that the god Oro fixed 
the rainbow in the heavens, forming his pathway to the earth. And every evening he descended on the rainbow and returned by the same pathway on the following morning to the heavenly regions. In this above imagery, we see God in man. The divine spark within every soul descends to earth spiritually in the dark every evening and ascends back to heaven in spiritual light the following morning and the rainbow is God's path so that I loved that I just thought wow like that is really cool it's like it's this mystical bridge in the sky symbolizing a higher mental plane it's an actual bridge between our higher and our lower natures the heaven and the earth God and us Wow. I was just on Facebook, sorry to bring it down to a earthly level. Yeah. And I just typed in rainbow in on Facebook and you've posted on the eighteenth of January twenty twenty two. Yeah. A rainbow ball. A photo of a rainbow ball. No way. What did I did I write some profound? Kylie Henderson. (laughs) So what you did write is so as another journey begins, once again the sky is filled with wonders. Today, we have been welcomed into new realms by whispering clouds and the most incredible rainbow ball encompassing the sun. Hashtags, no filter, no special effects, rainbow ball, angels in the sky, new adventures. I love it. You see, and I feel like with the rainbow balls and and the rainbow angels and all of these things, they they happen in our life with such frequency that I I really haven't got them all in some kind of categorical memory bank where I can just pull at them at any time, you know, and just like go, oh, yes, that's right. That was linked to this, this, this and this. So I love that. I love that that came up. On the 24th of April this year, there's also another photo that you have on your Facebook page with a rainbow, (laughs) which is actually looks like it's coming out of my head (laughs) or it's coming out of the sky into my head. (laughs) And in the comments section of that Facebook post, there's a photo of you that I took with the rainbow coming out of your butt. That's right. Uh, See, the rainbow is so much fun. That is awesome. I love it. So it really, like the rainbow has meant a lot to so many different cultures and so many different people. And and it's, you know, that beautiful symbol of joy and freedom. and, and, And it's also, oh, the other thing, it's also related to the seven spirits of God. Yeah, come on then. So the spe- the seven spe- the the seven colors of the rainbow, um, and the seven spirits of God. So I, um, this verse in Revelation is Revelation four verses two to five, and immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the on the throne, and he that sat was to look upon like jasper and a carnelian stone, and there was a rainbow around about the throne, in appearance like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty thrones, and upon the thrones I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white clothing, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightning and thunderings and voices, There were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. 
Seven Spirits of God. I certainly never heard about them growing up in my local church, Kylie. No. Well, I didn't either. I think we might have heard or we might, you know, we had the same Bible, that's for sure. But we never went into depth trying to figure out who the seven spirits of God were. And I don't ever really remember spending much time in Revelation at all in church. Like I feel like it was quite a misunderstood and kind of like, ooh, like out there kind of chapter or out there book, the book of Revelation. And yeah, like even that, that's pretty wild, isn't it? It's talking about like rainbows and thrones and crowns and jasper and lightnings and thunder and lamps. Like it's all pretty mystical, isn't it? I don't know. What's mystical, Kylie? It's the mysteries of God, (laughs) the hidden mysteries. Is that what mystical is? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Can I tell you something that happened to me just a few days ago? A couple of things that I would consider to be mystical in that they are occurrences that are not what probably most people would consider to be normal or or necessarily even explainable in a regular day-to-day existence. That's, that's a very loose definition of what I call mystical. Did you want to hear those stories or are yeah. you just ignoring me? No, I completely want to hear those stories. I'm just giving you plenty of space to speak. <laughs> so I experienced the other day when I was talking to somebody that their face when I was watching them talk was actually set back in another dimension and that they were existing in a vortex behind our regular dimension. I love it. And as I was talking to this person, looking into their eyes, the vortex was spinning in front of their face, drawing me into that vortex. And I didn't feel like I wanted to be drawn into that vortex, but I didn't feel like that was a a bad place to be. I just didn't want to engage with that at that time. But I cannot say that I've ever experienced that before in a person, certainly not sitting across from them at a table talking to them. And I would call that mystical yeah definitely a mystical experience something that i don't have a reference for something that i i can't say that i have read in my bible that that sort of thing happens as a as a regular occurrence and and so therefore it's it's virtually unexplainable to me except by sitting with god and asking him about what it means Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the definitions for mystical is inspiring a sense of spiritual mystery, awe and fascination. And that's exactly you sitting in front of that warming vortex. And I told that person that I didn't want to engage with them. I actually told them, like, really, not just spiritually or telepathically or something, but with my mouth, that I didn't want to engage with them (laughs) in that place at that time because they were living in a vortex beyond regular space and time and that person was quite all right with that because the thing is the what I had revealed to me as I thought about it later on was that this person knew that they existed there because they spent so much time in the spiritual realms practically and deliberately intentionally dwelling in those spiritual or the unseen realms that in appearance to me I could see that she actually was living on that side of our dimension. Mm, I love it. 
I just love it. And I think there's becoming more and more of those people as we begin to understand more who we are and that when we just like completely sold out to God, you know, when it is that one-on-one relationship that we desire to cultivate with all of our heart, that he leads us through Jesus into the depths of those mysteries, which is discovering like that we have these, these tutors and teachers and guides like the seven spirits of God, or that we have angels like I have two personal angels that I have met that are actually known to me I also have many other angels that are with them in a company and I also have assignment angels that are assigned to me for specific assignments so say like traveling angels or the angels that are you know if we're going to a particular place and there's angels there like there there's just so many realms of relationship that open up to you when you just really deeply desire a deeper connection with the father now i realized recently kylie we have more than five senses i love it and the reason why i want to talk about that is because if what i was seeing when i saw that person sitting a slight bit back from my our regular dimension Mm. can be written off as mystical because it, it gets chucked in this category of, I don't really understand that, it's not normal, uh, we have to seek God for an answer on that, or don't, I, I don't hear anybody talking about that or doing that on a regular basis. But if we accept that there actually are more than five senses and that possibly what I was seeing is actually just a realisation that another sense of mine has been heightened or activated, mm. then it's not even able to be chucked into a a category that is just covered by mysticism either because it's actually explainable yeah definitely it's explainable because humans know about the other senses as well if you do a very quick google search you can find out very quickly that people in the past have discovered that there is five nine twenty one fifty three senses depending on what you want to read and you can find that out pretty quickly so if what i was seeing on that day can be explained by some scientific discovery as another sense then it doesn't even belong in the mystical category either it's explainable it's been researched it's scientifically proven perhaps so where i'm going with it is that if we just accept that these things are real and accessible by regular people every day including you me and 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 you who is listening to this podcast, then we can just tick that box and just go, okay, saw that, that's cool, not sure what it means, I'll talk to God about that, be expecting to see it as you go about your business every day, and more. Oh, it's so true. How about this? In Ezekiel ten twelve, it says, their whole body, their backs, their hands, their wings, The wheels were full of eyes around about and even the wheels that that the four had. It's, It's describing like these beings, these heavenly beings. And and then it goes on in Revelation, it talks too in, I behold and lo in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth onto the earth. It's like there's all of these things that are written about 
in scripture that we seem to not really want to encounter in real life because that's too much. <laughs> and and like you're saying with those, understanding those other gates of consciousness, that there is there is a, almost like a, a limitless potential to be able to engage in those spaces with all kinds of different creatures and beings. And So I find it curious that we have a, a basic scientific understanding of what a rainbow is and how the colours happen mm. with light and water, etc. It's explainable by science. And we're quite tempted sometimes to just stop there. Science has got it covered, it, it, it's explained it. But to me, science is really just a, a small speck of discovering some of God's awe because God's created everything. He knows all the mysteries. He's revealing to them them to us piece by piece as we travel through uh, our lives on earth and we discover more. So really, to me, science is is just a, a small speck of revelation that he's allowed a person to discover. So therefore, if if science is our, our explanation for everything, then I feel like that we're missing out on the mysteries yet to be uncovered. Yeah, that's yet true. Yet to be revealed to people. And maybe... There are many more things that we can engage with. Maybe many of the answers that we're trying to seek out in like this three-dimensional reality are found in a higher plane of consciousness. So how do we how do we activate that higher plane of consciousness? How do we how do we accept the the strange happenings that occur in our life? You know, even just when it comes down to telepathy or deja vu or those things that we've spoken about many times before how do we is there something that we can do to activate them firstly and also then perhaps practice them to get better at them Mm, well absolutely I think probably the number one thing and most teachers in this space would this would be their number one go-to recommendation would is meditation it's like engaging in that place of stillness where then you're allowing your state of consciousness to go into that theta state where you're able to see in those realms that give you access into the higher places. So in meditation there's an exercise of scanning the senses and honoring the senses. What you can do as a daily practice is select a sense or a sensory Submodality and indulge it for a few minutes each day. Take it for a walk. For example, take a walk and consciously attend to your peripheral vision for a bit. It's a whole different way of seeing. So by doing that, you can you can realize that there are other senses, activate them and practice using them. There is vision, hearing, smell, taste, touch, pain. There's mechanoreception, which is balance, rotational acceleration, linear acceleration. There's temperature, which, invo- which involves heat and cold. These are just some of the examples of, all, of different senses that humans have can identify and practice using. Mm, interesting. How do you know that you've got a full stomach? You just feel full. It's a sense. Yeah, you, yeah it's a sense. Yeah, you're right. Arterial blood pressure, head blood temperature, blood oxygen content, 
lung inflammation, temperature, hot and cold, balance, muscle strength, pain in different places in your body. And obviously there's just the regular old senses that we all know about, touch, taste, smell, hearing, vision. Mm. So I am deliberately and intentionally pursuing other senses and I am convinced that there are even senses that are combined that we can practice in combination with each other to enhance its own sense. For instance, I know somebody that is blind that has that cannot see at all, that has never been able to see. And I know that this person sees, in a sense, clearer than a lot of people who have eyes. Because when you spend time with this person, they speak about beings that are in the room that most people can't see with the natural eye. So therefore, they are seeing but with a different sense or a combination of senses. So I am on the pursuit of enhancing other senses that I have just like that. When you see things out the corner of your eye or you sense that something might be in the room, taking the time to talk to God about what that is, what it might be, what it represents, what you can do with it. Is it real? As in, can I touch it or... What do I do? Can I move towards it and will it stay there or will it run away? What is its function? Because if we are not going to make the effort to actually investigate all of these things and believe that they are true, to have faith, to believe that these senses are possible, then maybe we're just stuck with the five that we believe that we have for the rest of our life. Yeah, so true. No, I think there's got to be more. And that's where I I find it a difficult practice because it's actually unlearning or letting go of our current understanding. And it's making a conscious effort to pursue the practices of engaging in that different space. And I think that's why you'll probably find, you know, across the board, even people like you know, those motivational speakers like Tony Robbins and, you know, uh, like even people like Eckhart Tolle and a lot of those guys that are... Spiritual guru? Yeah, spiritual gurus that are teaching people how to change their lives and how to do it so that it it happens, um, it takes you into a higher place, a higher reality than the reality that you currently live Do you know how Eckhart Tolle became a spiritual teacher? Guru. Tell me. He had an encounter with, he doesn't refer to God as God like we do, but uh, he refers, I think, oh, I can't remember the terminology he uses now, but he doesn't refer to God as God, whether it's whether he's a being or something else. But he had a, a time in his life where he was catastrophically at the end of his known existence depressed. We just had a really a, a deep and dark, depressed state, worse than he'd ever experienced in his entire life. And that was when he was when he woke up one morning. He then went back to sleep, and he when he woke up later, everything had changed. He'd had an encounter with what I would refer to as God, but I don't think that he does. And his life changed in that moment. And from that moment forward he started slowly to, well, 
he actually started instantly to be thankful, grateful, realize how colorful life was, the amazingness of creation, etc., etc. Everything blossomed for him in a way that he had never seen things before. He then spent two years without a job, without a normal existence, just sitting on park benches and enjoying life until the point where people were coming to him, asking him, can I have what you have? How do I find that? And he got that by a one-on-one encounter with, with his creator who enlightened him to the richness of and diversity of the world. And he did nothing beyond that so far as studies or anything like that to get qualified to be a spiritual teacher. But people were attracted to him because they knew that he knew something that they didn't know. Mm, I love it. Yeah. So when we're chasing after the more of God, the mysteries yet to be revealed by him, and what a rainbow possibly symbolizes uh, and more understanding of what rainbows are about beyond what we can just Google quickly, we spend time with God analyzing and processing and talking to him about that. Is it possible that we don't therefore need to just settle with science and encyclopedias or Google to get our understanding and stop there? Because if we do do that and we just stop with what, what's available intellectually to us in the world as it is today, that we will only ever know what is already known. Yeah, it's true. And if we only know what is already known, then all those mysteries that God has to reveal to us will only be found out by other people other than us. So we're <laughs> on the pursuit of the more, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. And we want to know some mysteries that God has not revealed to anybody. And how do you get that? You spend time with him. <laughs> and, you know, so much of Eckhart's um, story just so resonates with me because it's so much of what we've also walked out. It's that having that moment where you, that you just can't come back from when you see everything illuminated, when you see the world in a brighter light where you possibility and hope and wonder become something that you engage with every day and that you start to see him like you start to see the divine you get start to see God in like everybody's faces you start to imagine that there could be something a brighter future not like a a dismal and horrible destructive end but actually a beautiful and wonderful new beginning and you start to see restoration everywhere you start to see like rainbows in the sky filled with joy and freedom and and hope like there's just it's something that really is transformational. And then the next layer of that is is sitting in that place of contemplation and l- allowing all of those thoughts that used to be your worries and your concerns um, and your regrets about the past and your distress about tomorrow just all move into this gratitude for today. And I think that is one of those beautiful things that is held within the symbol of the rainbow really is that is that beautiful place of wonder and mystery and gratitude and love isn't there supposed to be a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow um if you're in ireland is it only in ireland 
I think it's an Irish thing, isn't it? I've been wondering. I didn't know where I heard that when I was growing up, but I always understood that there was a pot of gold at the end of every rainbow. So I have wondered why I've never come across one. I've never been to Ireland. You've seen a leprechaun, though. I've seen a leprechaun, yep, sitting next to a person at our house. And I'm sure that they're associated with the rainbows and the pots of gold in Ireland. That's still not a pot of gold, Kylie. (laughs) Now, the other day I also got given a couple of rocks, a flat Mm. rock and a round rock. Yeah. Both of them fitted into the palm of my hand. They were given to me as a gift by a person and they were given to me as a gift by a person who explained the origins of both of them and the story as to why they were giving them to me. And they were unique stories and unique rocks. When I accepted the first rock into my right hand and closed my hand around it, I, for the first time in my life, experienced a rock vibrating. I love it. So experience the frequency of the rock, which I've never experienced before, but I've definitely opened my thinking up to believing that this is possible. And when I received the second rock in my left hand, it was also giving off a, a frequency that I could feel with my hand that was different to the other rock. And the beauty of this is I think this is coming out of that desire of yours to explore those other spaces of consciousness and also those senses, there's multiple senses. It's like, okay, I'm opening myself up to explore as many senses as, as God wants to reveal to me because quartz crystal and one of those was quartz, they are the highest vibrational objects on the planet. They actually vibrate at 786,000 pulses per millisecond. Which one was that? Which rock was that? So that was the second rock that you held. Because I found that the second rock that I held, actually I thought it had a lower, fatter frequency than the other one. Mm, So I wonder what the other one was. I'm not sure. I think it's, um, I had it explained to me, it was actually... A rock. It was a sliver. Maybe it's petrified wood. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So I have to look into as to how that might or might might not make sense in trying to develop my sense of hearing rocks. Yeah, I love it. But I've never experienced that before. I believe that it's possible. I believe that it's true. I believe that it happened to me, and I'm going to continue to believe that. And I'm going to be picking up rocks all the time and experiencing other rocks as well. Well, I love this Nikola Tesla. You know who Nikola Tesla is? <laughs> um, Elon Musk's second female cousin. <laughs> well, he believed that crystals. Oh, it's a he. Yeah, he believed that crystals are living entities, and he once wrote, "In a crystal, we have clear evidence of an existence of a formative life principle and though we cannot understand the life of a crystal, it is nonetheless a living being. Oh, of course it is. Look, God spoke everything into, you know, he spoke everything into being. Come on. So in the beginning, <laughs> when he spoke the whole world into existence, including rocks, come on, let's just believe that rocks were here when like at the beginning when he created the world and he did that with his voice his voice has vibration yeah. frequency yeah so therefore when he spoke rocks into existence the rocks contain 
vibration. Yeah. And frequency. And, and frequency. And his voice is contained within mm. everything that he created. Yeah. Including rocks. Rocks that contain vibration and frequency and energy. Like, do you think that it is kind of a little bit silly to be afraid of vibration and frequency? No, but I was just thinking, it's like when you when you capture a smell in a jar, <laughs> <laughs> it's in the jar. When you take the lid off, and I'm not talking about bad smells like what you're thinking about that happens to you in your childhood when you go and camps and stuff (laughs) but the smell can be contained in a jar why do we not think that a sound can be contained within a rock exactly yeah and be detectable yeah and be detectable by human beings which are the highest form of functioning creation that god ever made yeah It's so true. Like you think about the five basic senses that we understand, which are taste, touch, smell, hearing, and sight. That was difficult for you. Is that right? I don't know. I wasn't listening. But all of those have an an essence to them, which... You know, like you're saying, with the with the with the smelling, capturing, like there's something about all of those that there are multiple layers to them. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <sighs> I think I'm just going to go and hug a rock. <laughs> and I'm actually, where we are at the moment, we're inside a house that's not our house; it's somebody else's house, and they've got rocks. They've got uh, shiny rocks, polished rocks on display around the place and I've been picking them up and experiencing different frequencies from different rocks. Oh, I love it. And there is, there's just so much. Well, you know, many people study the healing properties of crystals, etc. Crystals are rocks. They have healing properties not only because of the chemicals that they're made up of, but because of the frequency that they ex- exude. Yeah. Do you like that word? I love it. And you say it so well. Well, I don't even know if it's supposed <laughs> if it's the right word. It's just sort of happened. <laughs> Exude. Are you going to look it up now? Yes. <laughs> I love it. So how do we get here from rainbows? Is it making any sense? Does it matter? I'm not really sure. You can find out more information about who we are, what we're about, interact with us on wildfiretribe.life. That's our website. There's links on there to all sorts of different things that we do. We've also done many adventurous things in our life so far and are continuing to. And we have other pages as well. Yeah, we do. If you're loving the podcast, guys, we would love your support to continue to make this. And you can do that through our Wildfire Tribe podcast Patreon page. And yeah, we would love it if this has impacted your support. Why don't you just ask God... God, do you want me to actually bless these guys with an amount of money as a one-off or an ongoing amount and see what he says? And if he says no, then that's cool. And if he says $2 a month, then that's fine. And if he says something else, then that's fine. Because that's all we're asking you to do is if you're enjoying the content that we're putting out and you're looking forward to more and you want to be involved in in assisting us, then just talk to God about it and see what he's got to say about it. We There's no pressure. 
there's there's no need. You can actually keep on listening to this podcast forever for free. That's why we make it available so that absolutely anyone, anywhere can have access to it because we just want to encourage at the heart of it all, you guys to have real conversations about God. We really are just wanting at this amazing time in history, in this amazing time in our life right now, to be exploring the depths of what is possible when we understand who we really are, that we are co-creators of our own new creation reality, that we form up what is happening in our future together out of our mouths as we release that vibration and that frequency within the beautiful colours of the rainbow into all of creation. So as we co-create with God, you can co-create with us and God as well if you choose. Absolutely. Kylie, we better have a conclusion. Like we talked about rainbows, we talked about rocks. We started talking about rainbows and we sort of went off in lots of different tangents mm, just I love discussing it the mysteries of God in all of those spaces. Is there anything that you wanted to do to bring it to a head? Is there some finishing off that you, some revelatory conclusion that you've come up with? Well, I know this is kind of like a an, a topic that most people may not understand why I would even talk about it or especially end with it. But I feel like that you can't at this point in time on our earth, it's interesting to talk about rainbows without mentioning LGBTQI because that is kind of like this their symbol that they've taken on. And I found this interesting. I was doing some research on where that came from and there was an artist, Gilbert Baker, and he was the one who first designed the rainbow flag. And I felt like this was an interesting statement. He said, our job as gay people was to come out and to be visible, to live in the truth and to say, as I say, to get out of the lie. A flag really fit that mission because that's a way of proclaiming your visibility and saying, this is who I am so Baker saw the rainbow as a natural flag from the sky. So he adopted the eight colours for the stripes and each colour had its own meaning. And I thought this was really interesting because this community, the LGBTQI, has adapted this to reflect the diversity but also the unity of what they believe that they have and this ability to be bold and to live in their truth and to embrace one another in love. So yeah, it's an it's an interesting thought because I know earlier oh, earlier last year, oh no, it was a couple of years ago now and we were riding, um, driving through central Queensland. We had gone on a crazy outback stand-up comedy tour when we used to be stand-up comedians. And <laughs> And we came across this sign on the roadside that said Rainbow Mountain. And we, we really felt to, 
that we were being called to this mountain to reclaim the rainbow, just to bring it back for everybody, I guess, you know, so that it, it, it's not just a symbol for one community, but it's a symbol of unity in across all of humanity. Just keep doing your thing. <laughs> yeah, so I just felt like um, it was. Yeah, it's just it's just an interesting time on the earth because it's a time where it's really easy to be divided on so many issues when God is just calling us to be united in love, and I feel like it's just a difficult thing um, to have unity when we're constantly taking sides. So I'm not saying that I get this right or I can I even do this well, but I think that it that as we're moving more and more into that place of understanding who we are, it allows us to love one another like he loves us before we even knew we were loved. That's the key, Kylie. Love. That's it. It's, it's the key for everything. It's so the key. That's what we've got to continue to focus on outside of rainbows, rocks, anything else, relationship yeah. with people and, and love, you know, like just loving ourselves and loving one another. It's yeah, as simple and as complicated as it gets. It is. Is it easy to do? No. No, but it's not. If but we can just get that right, then nothing else matters. And he actually gives us the ability to love one another and that's the beauty of it. And whilst ever we believe there's any separation between us and God, then we will only ever see separation between us and everybody else. So that's the key. Like when we can see ourselves as one with God, then that, it, that it enables us to love one another like he loves us. So you've got to call this podcast rainbows rocks and sex hmm could or otherwise i just call it rainbow love you can call it whatever you want to call it and it's <laughs> going to be perfectly fine i love you i love god and i love you the listener and we thank you for listening yeah thank you so much we look forward to seeing you again next time bye where my thoughts become your